No more Mr. Nice Duck. Drop that zero and get with the hero. <laughs> Excuse me? Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sewer and the Kodan Armada. And now, ladies and gentlemen, any further questions? Bar, yeah, please. For the first one who buys one, right? Souvenirs, novelties, party tricks. Apparently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Rusted Junk, where we look at the 1988 film A Fish Called Wanda, starring John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Palin and Kevin Klein. Otto is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish! That'll squeeze a lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken Buck is a man of few words. Tell him from me. George is the man with the plan. Thirteen millions, my friends. And wonder. Do you speak Italian? Molto pericoloso. Is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime. To twenty million. To a job well done. But it turned into something... George moved the loot? Less than perfect. Disappointed! So they turned to a lawyer named... Archie Leach. Leach. George is going to tell him what the diamonds are. With Wanda as the bait. I want you to make love with me. Ah, nothing, nothing. He's really hooked. I thought you weren't jealous. I'm not! I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. Come a girl as bright as you could have a brother who's so... Don't call me stupid. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. Are you totally deranged? You're afraid so, old chap. John Cleese. Will you leave immediately, please? Jamie Lee Curtis. Kiss me there. Kevin Clyde. Put the other one up. Michael Palin. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't. A fish called Wonder. <laughs> A smashing. Oh, smashing comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. yeah. For, for the dogs, at least. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but uh, yes. <clears throat> anyway, um, thanks voiceover man, um, tra- trailer voice guy, he's here again. Was it the same guy? Saving the game. Yeah, there was a guy that did like all of them. All of them? Well, he did quite a majority of them. Blimey. There's a, there was that guy and then there was then in a world full of, and then that and really deeper kind of guy. Oh. Well, anyway. Deep guy. Anyway, welcome to, welcome to lockdown. Yeah, the uh, COVID-19 edition. Um, well, there might be a few of them, I don't know at the moment, but let's, let's see how we go. The first, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, creating podcasts seems like a thing to do, really, yeah. isn't it? while away the time, we, always had we all go a little bit mad and turn into sort of semi-alcoholics. Semi? It's <laughs> <laughs> just been most nights, I think. Well, tonight I haven't had any wine That's true. or Prosecco. Only because you had too much last night. Oh, I did. Yes. I had an isolation hangover. On a school night. It was a Sunday night, but hey, you well, know. All the, nights, all the nights blend into one. They do. Even what the nights are better. What day is it? Oh, God, it's Groundhog Day. No, no, I tell no, you what, if it wasn't for my work, and the fact that I'm still one of those lucky ones that's fortunate enough to be able to do remote auditing, I, I tell you, I think I'd be going a little bit mad by now. What is it, week one we've done? I think they're... We're in week two now. Well, we're, we're officially in week one, but we're kind of in week... No, we're probably week two, aren't Week we? two, because the kids were still at school, but we were told to stay home. And the kids were still going to school. And then a week last Friday, the kids were sent home. And then a week today, last week, last Monday, Boris went, everyone stay home. Yeah. And they go out for essentials. Stay at home. Yeah. Anyway, I, we're not here to talk about COVID. We're here to brighten people's mood with a fish called Wonder, which what a what a, what a great time to introduce um, such a classic film. Yeah, yeah, and such a such a quality film. It's a funny film. I didn't look up what it uh, got on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you? <gasps> yeah, on uh, there were on the. IMDB thing. No, the Rotten Tomato score. We oh. normally do that, but I haven't looked yeah, at it. Yeah, the, but there were two scores. Uh, yeah, there's the user one and the critics 94%, one. 94%, and then I think it was something like 89%. Oh, okay. All so, right. Yeah, it got high scores. Yeah, see. So it was an entertaining it was, film. It was, but there's. Okay. So I'm hitting with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling the chair. She, she may do in a minute. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I. I've got to start off with a confession then. Oh. Um, I 
remembered it more fondly than uh, when I when I watched it. I I, I remembered Say it again. being I remembered what? it being funnier. Oh, you thought it was funnier. I, I I remembered it being funnier when I saw it at the time. Oh. And I remember it being. When oh, was that? 1988. Oh, okay. You know, uh, you were 16. Hi, hi for people that they're catching up. Um, yes, I watched a lot of movies in the 80s. So you didn't watch it after it came out then? Yeah, I probably did. I probably watched it like early 90s or something. I can't remember watching it a great deal. <coughs> Maybe a couple of times, but I don't know. I think <coughs> I think the break of 20-odd years, um, probably 30-odd years, is <laughs> probably, I don't know, just... It's still... Look, it's still a good film. It's still a funny film. That's all right. I've not got the virus. Yeah. Hay fever is set in and it's set off my asthma. Anyway, mm. sorry. Yes, I interrupted with my coughing. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think I am too. Uh, what? I thought you liked it far more than me. No, no. Okay. What? Okay. Well, what's your reason for a 7 then? A 7? Well, judging on like the last film we watched, The Untouchables, which was a solid 8, it's nowhere near that solid 8. It- the acting's good, it's funny, but it's not in-depth kind of characters, is it, really? What would you com- what would you compare it to that would be better? Oh, I don't know, because I haven't rated a film. Right. Like, on a seven, have I? No, okay. They've all been pretty low, because they've all been your collection of weirdo 80s Well, you, <laughs> you, you're here on the podcast, you're, you're, <laughs> you're here for the... Uh... I think I was your little experiment. What? Watch wait my a, really rubbish films. Wait a minute, this was going to be my... I was going to be on a YouTube. <laughs> the whole point about this is I was going to be on a YouTube. Um, on, on a YouTube? I was going to have my own YouTube. YouTube channel and I was going to intersperse it with Ooh. with stuff and it was going to be like... But then suddenly you went, oh, why don't I watch them? And then you can... We've discussed this on previous podcasts. I can't believe we're here again. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We are on. here again. Um... Did yeah. you know it was written by John Cleese? I did. I did not know that. Wait a minute, are we doing trivia now? No, I just looked at my pad and I'd written <laughs> by John Cleese. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, it was a good seven. Uh, yeah, it was entertaining. It kept me um, kept my attention throughout the film. We weren't laughing there was some, a lot no, in it. But I think I we remember knew when what we was were coming, si- though. Well, I Although, forgotten. to be honest, I have probably only watched the film once or twice. I think I watched it... I never really used, used to go to the cinema much. So I used to watch them, like, when they came out, like, at Christmas on, on TV. Oh, right, okay. Or, if I was feeling a bit flush, pop down to the local offy to get my uh, um, bag of crisps yeah, and hooch. my video. Hooch. No, not hooch. Thunderbird. I was 14. Yeah. What? 14. Yeah, that's about right. Going down... <laughs> Thunder, the local shop. Thunderbird, yeah. Thunderbird uh, in the park. Uh, that's, uh, 14. She's a late starter then, obviously, on this. Clearly. Well, look, that is a discussion to have at a different okay, occasion. On a different podcast. On a different podcast, yes. But, yeah, um, drinking. <laughs> my, drinking my <laughs> drinking years by Amanda Woodhead. <laughs> Thank goodness my mum won't ever listen to these. There we go. Anyway. Until she goes, oh, I came on this thing called Rusty Junk oh, on Spotify. She won't. It said Charlie and Amanda. Oh, and I thought don't. it might be. Hey, well, it could happen. No. I might tell her. Don't do that. <laughs> right, okay. Um. Anyway, should we move on to roll call? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, so I probably watched the film twice, actually. Right. Uh, so this was probably the third time that I've watched it. And it's actually been a number of years. Okay. Probably a lot of years. Okay. Now can I move on to roll call? Probably 30 years since probably I've not seen yet. it. No. No. Yeah. Randall so Woodhead, my fish called Wonder Life. <laughs> okay, here's roll call. Roll call. Okay, so we start with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I'm going to sneeze in a minute, yeah. So I think what? Wait a minute, roll call roll call this time should be Okay, if I said Jamie Lee Curtis, what ins- what film instantly comes to mind? True Lies. True that's the first film. Yes. Not Halloween. Never seen it. Well, of course, yeah, you don't like horror films. Jamie Lee Curtis is Halloween. I mean that's that's what she started in, the film that she's been in, Halloween two, 
the sequels, the Halloween H2O, the new version of Halloween. There's two more Halloweens coming out that she's involved in. And you're just like, well, they're great films. It's not. They're great films. (coughs) Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. But anyway, (coughs) Jamie Lee Curtis, probably famous for, she was in Buck Rogers and The Love Boat. Um, I I make no qualms and zero apologies for saying I loved The Love Boat in the late 70s, early 80s. It was just a family thing that we watched. Um, There's quite a lot of family things that we watched, but definitely The Love Boat was on there. Dallas, Dynasty, all that sort of stuff as well. Mm. It's also quite exotic, especially The Love Boat. But yeah, um, Trading Places. Do you remember in Trading Places? Oh, with the two guys. Dan Aykroyd. That... Um yeah, she played the um, played the hooker. Yeah, yeah, they have the bet. Um, so yeah, so um, I don't um, think you're allowed to say hooker at you anymore. Are you not, lady of the night? Not allowed to say that either. Why? She's a prostitute. Oh, that makes it sound so much better. Well, it's the technical term, isn't it? Okay, what lady of the night isn't isn't better no. than it is? No, it's kind of like saying. Oh, dark and mysterious, lady, lady of the night. Dark and mysterious. <laughs> like what is it? Like Batman. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> too many images. Too well. Yes. Um, on to John Cleese. Um, well, apart from starring in the Great Muppet Caper, um, he's a python. I mean, at the end of the day, um, when it comes to uh, the UK, when it comes to um, comedy in the UK he's a python there's nothing much to say Monty Python's Flying Circus was not only a forerunner um, and groundbreaker for comedy to this day there was nothing like it there's nothing like it and and to be fair the, 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 the comedy still stands up it stands up so well today if you go back even with Mirth and you listen to the the, the parrot sketch for example so if, if you listen to that you, you probably realise that you know most of it because you've heard it so many times and you've still heard it so many times and you'll still go, that's that's so ahead of its time, that sketch. They're, they're basically discussing, he's basically returning a dead parrot to the, the, the shop he bought it from when it was a dead parrot when he, when he bought it. Oh, it was dead when he bought yes. it? Yes. Oh, Absolutely. It was nailed to its perch. <laughs> if it wasn't nailed to its perch, he'd be pushing up the daisies. <laughs> So yeah, he's um, uh, a python. So he, he pretty much John Cleese can get away with anything. If you add to that, be faulty for towers. Me, yeah, I was just going to say. If you add for Basil me, Fawlty, it's, it's just it's Basil Fawlty for and, me. And again, I just uh, just a, a a well-crafted, well-thought-out, well-written. So you say John Cleese wrote this. Yeah. You know, he wrote Faulty Towers, and it it, it just goes to show that you know. He's not a bit part player. None of the Pythons were. None, no. of, none of them at all. Nobody was carrying anybody else. Everybody brought something to the table. But yeah, I think from from my eighties recollection thing that I had is that um, he starred in a film called Privates on Parade. Um, and the first time I saw that was so we had a bit of a Cleese double double bill. Um, I don't know, and I can't picture it, but it was sometime in the early, very early 80s. I was sent off to stay with my cousins down in Sherbourne. Um, so with Cousin Ian. So we're at Cousin Ian and Cousin Francis. So my Uncle Jeff. Um, and I remember, so I was down there for about three days. I went and watched Francis play tennis and all that sort of stuff. But I do remember him sitting down and having free reign on, on the videos that he had. So I watched Private Son Parade, which definitely isn't definitely isn't good for an eight nine year old. Life of Brian, which oh I, my God. I thought that was incredible. I, I, I mean, you I remember watching didn't get that. A lot of it, though. Ob- obviously, yeah, you know. Um, also, watch things, and this is for uh, so our American listeners. I actually got introduced there to a comedian um, who had uh, called Kelly Monteith. Do you remember him? Okay, he had his own show on BBC Two. Um, he had two series on BBC Two, and basically, he's a he's I, I I love him, but I can't go back and listen to him now because I don't think he's very funny today. I don't think you could play him today and go, "Oh, that's that's really funny." 
but anyway, I, I digress. The the other thing, I also watched, um, I don't know if you remember it, History of World Part 1 with Mel Brooks. I didn't really like him. Yeah, well, that was incredibly funny. Because I find him was... in the same category as like, all these silly films like Airplane and... Yeah, I just... Forgive her, don't. she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's, They're just not funny. I think she's taking some funny tablets or something. But anyway. Well, you must have done. <laughs> you can't say... You can't say airplane's not funny. It's five, all right. It's five gags, five gags I wouldn't sit down miss. to watch that film. It'd just bore me. Because I'd just get so annoyed with it. No, oh, anyway. Um, but the final mention I've got to give is now that we have access to everything online... If you have access to Cheers, the um, the American sitcom with Ted Danson and Shelley Long at the time, later star Kirsty Alley, but definitely the Ted Danson, the Sam and Diane years, um, he plays Fraser's friend from Oxford College that arrives, and he's in one episode, and it's called Simon Says. It's possibly one of the funniest things what, I've John seen. John, Cleese? yeah, Does one he? of the one of the funniest things I've either. ever seen is John Cleese. His comic timing just in that episode. Is if you if, oh can uh, yeah. we watch that then? oh yeah absolutely it's incredible um, uh, it just involves him doing a free compatibility test for Sam and Diane and and saying you are absolutely completely not right for each other and then keep chasing him and chasing him and chasing him and it's just incredible uh, but anyway I I I thoroughly recommend anyway this is going to go on far too long um, Michael Palin well another Python so. Um, again, incredible. You look back on some of the films, you know, like Monty Python, The Holy Grail. You have your favourites. And suddenly you go, oh, and then there's that scene. And then it'll star another one. And then it'll star Terry Jones. And then it'll star Graham Chapman. And you'll be like, oh, yeah. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. And then you'll go on to another one. And you just go, they're, they're all brilliant. Michael Palin, obviously, um, I didn't realise he was in Home and Away. He played surfer number one in Home and Away, like in the eighties, in the late eighties. Joking? I don't know, but I did, I think oh we're going to have to YouTube it. Somebody's yeah. put it on somewhere. Um, <laughs> he's famous over here for uh, a series called Ripping Yarns. Um, I never watched oh, it. Oh God! Yeah. Did you? Did you watch it? Yeah. I, I, yes, I watched some some of those. Yes. Okay. I did. Um, but obviously, probably the most famous after Python is um, Around the World in Eighty Days. Where he set himself up as a basically a, a travel journalist, a travel yeah. I don't know in the same well, vein as sort him of a blogger these days. Wouldn't they they'd probably call him an influencer. Or, I don't know. Yeah, God knows what the millennials say. But anyway, to us, he was a travel journalist like Alan Wicker. Um, oh God, Alan Wicker! Wicker's world. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Anyway, those polyester suits. Oh yes, but you remember him though, don't you? Yep. Always like had a tie or a smart shirt, a pair of slacks, not trousers, slacks, and uh, a hat. Um, um, indeed. And some glasses. Um, the one surprising thing when doing roll call is when I looked up Kevin Klein, because then I went, okay, it's a fish called Wanda, and I looked through and looked through the filmography, and I was trying to find some sort of angle for films he was doing in the eighties and, mm. and things like that. Yeah. Do you remember he was in Cry Freedom? He played the journalist in Don't Cry Freedom. I think I've seen that either. So Denzel Washington, um, basically political prisoner. I think he plays Stephen Bicow. I should have looked at that, I believe so. But Kevin Klein was the journalist and mm. it, he was extremely good in that. I mean, I remember, I, I remember his performance. I also remember Denzel Washington, but not being funny. Anything you watch with Denzel Washington, you remember. Um, check out Man on Fire for those Denzel Washington fans that want a uh, um, a film that they might not have seen him in. It's definitely worth a look in. Um, so Cry Freedom was his breakout. Um, he was in a film called Dave, which I remember so fondly. Dave? <laughs> Hello, Dave. Dave? Um, anyway, he was in a film called Dave where basically the he plays the president, but then the president has um, a heart attack. And they have to keep things going. And basically, they can't afford that the vice president takes over. So what they want to do is is get an imposter. So they find somebody that looks exactly the same as him, this guy called Dave, and he's suddenly got to impersonate the president and fool the first lady who's Sigourney Weaver. And you're like, well, I don't know how she's going to do that. 
I mean, halfway through the film, she goes, "I knew, I knew it wasn't you." As soon as you walked into the room, because obviously she she knows. Uh, but he's a, he's supposed to be the spitting image. It's a lovely film. It really is worth checking out. I again, really fond memories of Dave, um, <laughs> Dave, Dave. <laughs> Um, I hope oh well, he feels if you the same that, about you. If you love that, um, <laughs> you could see Kevin Klein's bottom if you wanted to. Because Not really. He, he was in Midsummer Night's Dream in 1999. Oh. So yes, if you really want to see it, and of course the travesty, and it is a travesty that was the remake of Beauty, the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, uh, where he played Belle's dad. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Less said about that, the better. Anyway, there you go. That's roll call. Not to be mixed up with. Calvin Klein. Calvin, Calvin Klein. Kev, Kevin, Kevin Klein. Klein. Kevin Calvin Klein. From Back to the Future. That Calvin Klein. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. So, on to the film. Um, there's probably not... You know, it's one of those films whereby there's double crosses, triple crosses, uh, just things all over the place, really. I mean, Do you know one thing that I really loved about it? Go on. Seeing all the old cars... Really? The old British cars. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Like, one of my... There was well, a Capri my, in there, I think. My I first saw. car was a, a Rover Metro. I had the uh, the later model. Uh, I had a J-Reg. I can't remember what year it would have been now. 91, I think it was. Mm. Um, but the, the Metro City that was in there was like a D-Reg. And oh, it the was one like that the backs up style. into the, the... It's the one that they go and like... I heard you um, gasp a little bit when it... The, yeah, when they put it in, in the, the railway arches. bridge, the railway arches. Yeah, 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 in there. And you're like, oh my God, it's a little mini metro. Because my sister had one of those. And I, I used to like whiz up and down my drive at home in it. Uh, she had a wire edge metro. It's like silvery blue colour. It was great. So yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then there was like... Um, the, the old Rover Fastback and then um, MG uh, there was an Austin Allegro in there yeah oh, so it was we'll brilliant the Allegro, yeah. yeah just old classic cars but they probably weren't old at the time when the film was made because it no, was in 88 just it was straight off the production line <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cutting oh, edge dear. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see um, do you know what I liked uh, on the similar sort of theme I, I, I know this is going to sound weird I love the old um, the MGM um, UA MGM UA titles oh, that come in, yeah, yeah, United Artists, because then United Artists split and they had their own thing, which was that Swish logo that came in, and the UA, and then it was on its own. But this is MGM, MGM UA. I also remember, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get really geeky for about 20 seconds. I, I get sort of really, really fond memories of the old CIC video logos that came on because it usually meant it was a film from Paramount and it was going to be good it was going to be Indiana Jones The Last Crusade it was going to be Pretty in Pink it was going to be any John Hughes film CIC video that came up at the start Um, I'm sure I could get that and uh, And what does that mean CIC video um, I can't remember what it stood for but it was it was was basically the video chain or that would distribute this film oh it wasn't like a warning thing no 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 it wasn't like FBI don't take this because you know you'll will hang, your hang you by off. your busker yeah. browns <laughs> um but yeah so but i think at the start of it what i was going to say is obviously the hmm. I, I i do geek out on things like titles but it, the, the start of it paints a, a really lovely view of london um and i think the trouble is that i i remember going around london in the the 80s i remember the early 90s you know we used to find it like a really cool thing to say oh let's go down to london you know and then we just travel there um, and I loved it. I just thought it was really nice, and that's the London I remember. I go to London now, and I, 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 I can't say I'm a massive fan. I, I like, I like visiting, but I don't, I don't particularly get a sense of camaraderie like walking around. And I guess I kind of got that mm. when I was there. So I think when you look at the start of a Fish Called Wonder, and it goes into the, you know, the starring John Cleese and all that, and the backdrop of that, it's lovely. I think it's really yeah, like the um, sort of Regency squares. With the little gardens, yes, that's the, it. Yeah, the, like the square Absolutely. gardens. Yeah, that's that's really quite quaint. There's no shard. There's no no, no walkie-talkie building. London is still a lot like that, though. Well, there's part, probably more cars. Parts well, there, there of might it might not be because of the congestion charge, but parts of it, it just it just to me, it's, yeah, the uh, residential areas, the nice ones. 
they're, they're still yes, like they're, that. they're they're yeah, they're probably still like that. Yeah. The ones that the old, the one that the old woman lived in, you mean? Oh yeah, with, with the, the scaffolding. We'll get to that in a moment. Oh. Anyway, it goes straight into after a lovely picture uh, of London. It goes straight into a diamond raid, where you've got you know, it, it's quite vicious. Not vicious. I mean, it's not like out of place, but basically the, you know, they're. It's like a typical eighties yeah. like bank raid, isn't it? What they do really. Yeah, and so. to, and to think it was oh they only did it for thirteen million pounds of diamonds, and you're like in today's terms thirteen million, it's not really get out of a lot for. to rob a bank for, is it really? Yeah. So you see this, and you see the setup, and you see, um, you know, uh, that the main the main villain is introduced to Kevin Klein, who's Otto, but it's introduced as George, and this is Wanda's brother. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, it's it's patently not, um, but yeah. So then you cut to John Cleese, um, and he's with his wife Wendy, and we are talking English stereotypes now. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's great. The, um, upper upper middle, isn't it? They're living in like what probably would be Hampton Court Palace type thing, like house that they're living in. Yeah, very very. Oh, of course, we all we all lived suburb. we all lived in those. Yeah, yeah. of course, we did. Um, you know the daughter's called Portia. Um, th- not not spelt like the car. Um, Wendy, his wife, is reading um, Horse and Hound. Oh, of course, yeah. of course, she is. And she's had such a stressful day. Yes, um. absolutely. But but this is it. You see, it's just it's one of those um, things whereby it, it cuts cuts all over the place. So it cuts you know, to John Cleese, and you can see that his his marriage isn't a happy one. Yeah, I mean, do you think actually the story isn't about a uh, diamond heist? It's actually the story of his marriage breakdown. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a marriage breakdown that was due, to be honest. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't happy. You see him as a barrister. You know, you see him as the barrister. Hmm. Then going back to the house, and the, you know, everybody's archetypal English. I guess if you're selling a film to the US at that time, it has to look like that. Yeah. You know, but then you get films like in that were hot on the heels, uh, where you get train spotting, which then paints a pretty ugly view of of Scotland, of of um, was it Glasgow or Edinburgh? I can't remember. I think it was Edinburgh. I think it was Edinburgh where it was filmed. It doesn't paint a rosy picture, but it's still exceptional. I mean, Train Spotting is a breakout film, and you go, people will want to go there to see the, yeah, you know. So you see it in that way. Anyway. Um, so they've got these diamonds uh, Amanda's loved the fact that there's a Austin Metro involved and which then goes into a place in the arches um, they put the diamonds in a safe there's double crossing going on mm. I won't spoil well, that was it all for to you happen, wasn't yeah it? exactly yeah um, so what, how you get introduced to that is basically George George is the one that gets caught because Kevin Klein's Otto basically rings the police and goes, "Oh, hello, oh, yes, I'd just mm. like to say that I'd spotted him in." Yeah, so dobs him in. He gets arrested. They go and visit him in prison, feigning all sorts of, "Oh, George, this is terrible," and Jamie Lee Curtis pretending she loves him and all this sort of stuff. Did you realise throughout that film she's kissed every male actor? Yes, she has. I had to put that down on the. She's a bit of a flues, isn't she? You've been doing a bit of secret trivia, haven't you? Really, well, I just thought when I was watching the trailer again, I thought, oh yeah, she, she kissed him. She kissed well, him. Well, that's that was actually I just in the kissed trivia. Them all. Okay. Oh, okay. There Brilliant. We go. Well, oh, wh- paying attention. Well done, you. Thank Blimey. you. Did I get a gold star? So, how John Cleese comes into it is because John Cleese is representing. Um, so the diamonds have been hidden somewhere else. Um, we don't know where the key has been hidden in the fish tank of Michael Palin's apartment in a little chest but in Michael the fish Palin tank. Michael Palin doesn't know. The Michael Palin doesn't know it's there. I think he he does know it's there because he put he puts it there. Doesn't he? And Jamie Lee Curtis watches him oh, put it she, there. Oh, shit, yes, that's right. right. Sorry, yes. So he does know he, where it he's is. He's the guy that put it there, yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't want to spoil it. As I say, we might have rated it 7 out of 10, but it is really definitely worth watching. So we're not going to go into it in in massive depth but um, you, you I think the film then 
changes direction because then you start seeing more more cleese because Jamie Lee Curtis goes, well, wait a minute, um, George is going to tell um, John Cleese everything, being his barrister, being the person that's going to be representing him. So Jamie Lee Curtis feigns at being a law fan and um, stops him in the car park and basically comes on to him to try and um, um, affect him telling him where, where the diamonds are. And mm. um, So she has the key. She's taken the key out of the fish tank and she's put it in a chain on her locket lock um, so she she has that throughout the film um, as, a, as a character she she played it very well um, but as a genuine kind of person in the film hmm. like you know portraying she's she's very fickle she doesn't I don't think the relationship at the end... I mean, I won't spoil it. I don't think the relationship at the end is, is going to last. It's almost like she's she just goes well, along for the ride that it will. to... Nah. You're supposed to believe that it will. I, I think she's just one of these people that falls in and out of love to get what she wants. Yeah, she's but by the end, I think you've got some sort of redemption. Anyway. Um, anyway, probably best to go into because... Rather than go into the actual whole story, yeah, don't. Um, there are there are great bits in it. Um, Kevin Klein, <laughs> Hot Otto, coffee, man, Frangensen. Who was that? <laughs> I can't remember, but I wrote it down. Okay, well, I, 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 I don't remember. Man, Frangensen. Okay. Okay, I'm sure it meant oh, something. Oh, it was Kevin. Uh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin. Oh, Clive, he introduced himself as when that. he was on the phone, reporting shopping yes. in. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's okay, it. yes. Um, other oh. th- other things which I thought were I, I just thought was great. Every time Jamie Lee Curtis hears somebody speaking um, Italian, <laughs> or just a foreign language, or just well, we don't know it's foreign language until John Cleese speaks mm. Russian later. Later, but yeah, basically she melts and you know goes to pieces and then. You know, just want sex there and then. Um, so yeah, so you've got. I, I think when you look at, you've got you've got great bits. You have got Michael Palin's stutter. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's funny. It, you know, people can shout me down, and people can, you know, fine, get mad. You know, write to the write to the Twitter account because you know we we could do with a bit of traffic on there. But you know, just it's funny. It's it's a film of its time. You know, mm. when I get to the trivia, I'll tell you a story about the stutter, and that that'll make it all a bit clearer. But okay, you know, it's Gareth Gates had a stutter in the nineties, and that was funny too. But anyway, well, he didn't oh, stutter no. when he sang. No, he didn't. No, no. right. Um, the, the the funniest bit is the moment where he's trying to communicate Cathcart Towers Hotel. Oh, that is that incredible. That is. is comedy genius both of us then suddenly <clears throat> did erupt in laughter because we're kind of oh, like oh god and and it felt like we hadn't been doing it suddenly we hadn't been doing it the whole uh, yeah the whole time oh my god there's some auditor alerts oh there is yes do you want to know about yes, those yes i'm sure well not only do i do but everybody else i'm sure they every do. single listener we is should going, have a little uh, jingle auditor no, alert definitely not oh, okay i'm not important enough what would it be I don't know, some siren. It'd be auditor alert. Clear out and run. Run. <laughs> run like the wind. <laughs> Lock it away. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Uh, John Cleese has uh, just been um, verbally seduced uh, by Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she wants his autograph. It's the first time she goes to meet him and he's put his briefcase on the top of the car. And he's all a bit of a fluster and a, and a bit sort of like doughy-eyed. Gets in the car, um, extremely flattered that somebody has sort of made an advance on him. And he drives off with his briefcase on the top of his car. And I suspect, in real terms, there would have been lots of legal documentation in that briefcase. And he'd get sacked. He would probably be, got sacked. end up in a street yes. somewhere. And... Well, it would do these days. And somebody take Probably it to not papers. back in the day then. They didn't have any GDPR. Was data protection even around then? No, it was nineteen ninety-eight. No, no. So we'd have got away with it. Ten yeah. years preceding, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, also because she she um, forged 
but not forged. She asked him for his signature. So she got his signature there and then. Yeah. And he gl- didn't even know who she was, and he gladly handed over his signature. Yeah, well, she thought he was a groupie. Don't, don't diss him for that. Uh, People give... Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Let me introduce you to a, a new concept. You're going to love this. They're called autograph hunters. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. Get, no, 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 get this. Let me let me explain. No, I guess it. means it. famous people give away their very signatures. Mm. Oh, God, I know. I know. Incredible, eh? It's not very good, is it? Um, and then there was another auditor alert, which was uh, when George uh, passed a note to um, uh, Michael Paitlin uh, from the dock, basically. That's right. That, that was so... Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Oh, having, having done jury service... Um, our local Crown Court, they have um, the dock, basically, it's enclosed in glass. So there isn't any opportunity to pass information or, or do anything like that. And the the um, the public gallery, the court that I was in, was actually upstairs. So they couldn't even see who was in the dock. So there was no, not even any sort of eye communication, body language or anything between those two um, sort of entities, really. Yeah. So. yeah. So yeah, how things have changed. Well, definitely, but that that definitely is a product of his time, um, for reasons that we won't tell you. But obviously, Michael Palin has to kill one of the witnesses, and unfortunately, she has three dogs. Um, what is the name of the actress? Because she's been in stuff before. She has Eileen. If I had to say something, Eileen Brabham. No, it's not. It's not Cathcart Towers. (laughs) I'm Cathcart. And he keeps missing her and getting one of the dogs. So, in in ways. And he's an animal lover. And he's an animal lover. And Um, he he doesn't fare well either, does he? Because he keeps like getting hurt in the process. Yeah, he does. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's always a part of him. (laughs) It's the the Rottweiler, the Doberman in in the van when he tries to. uh, get the dog to attract the woman and basically the dog runs off and it it, gets, it picks up one of the dogs and runs off with that's it that's it yeah the killer, the killer dog kill the dog um, you've got little bits like the, the John Cleese speech in the flat um, where he's like oh do you know what it's like being English you know and it's kind of like you look back on that now and you think well that's that's for an American audience I get that but John Cleese did it, so it's Patricia it's Hayes. Oh, Patricia Hayes. Right, okay. Yes. Why was I thinking of Alan Brabham? I, I don't know. She was Mrs. Cody. Okay. Oh, my God. Right. Hang on. Okay. You, you knew we couldn't get through a podcast with that man going, oh, I need to check my phone. And I didn't realise Portia. Oh, God. Right, okay. We'll spoil my bit. Oh, no. Right. Okay. Go on, then. You no, might no, as well no, say no, it. No, no, no. No, it's okay. Portia is played by John Cleese's daughter, Cynthia. Yes. I did not know that either. Okay, well, there you go. Trivia time might be quite short this week. And what was really funny towards the end, a little cameo appearance. Yeah. The very young, yet to become famous, Stephen Fry. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, just, he gets I'll, mugged for his boarding I, pass. I should get a pen out and just start going through oh. all, the, all the trivia, really. <laughs> Sorry. Now. That's that one, that's that one, that's that one. Okay. Right, okay. Um, I kind of had like, I think you know you know me, I kind of like had a... Well, I hope I do. I remember having a little crush on on his wife, on um, John Cleese's wife, Wendy. <laughs> I remember that. But you know, that's what I was like. I don't know why... It's a Freud thing oh at the time. Oh my goodness! God knows. It's a mum son thing. But I did remember. I did remember that. It's a Freudian slip. Same one thing meaning a mother. Oh, sorry. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I must say, actually, talking about um, sort of the, the 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 other half kind of counterpart thing. Um, you fancy Kevin Klein? No, no. Oh God, no. Oh. Um, John Cleese must have worked out 
He got his kit off. He was always bow. It was always. No, he's worked out. You could see all the muscle, all the individual muscles in his thighs. For God's sake. Oh crikey! Well, I'll, did you I'll, not know? Well, you probably didn't notice that. I, 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 John Cleese's thighs wasn't going to be high, high on my list for things to. No, to watch but he out was on. quite buff as well. With his like, uh, you know, it, was, he, it wasn't a six pack, but it was, you know, had a little bit of padding on there. But he was doing all right. I think he'd shaped up a bit for that. Maybe, maybe he might have done. Anyway, it's. Um, it is a good film. There are some there are some great bits in it. I don't know who the standout is. Um, I think Kevin Klein. You know, he won a Best Supporting Actor for this. Did he? Yeah, his only Oscar, his only Oscar nomination at all, was for this at the nineteen eighty nine Oscars. He did play um, quite a deranged. It was it was all over the place. It, it is a great performance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not going to be here saying oh well you know obviously I've got my favourites, you know but. Everyone, don't call me stupid. Don't call me stupid. Yeah. And he is. He's just. He's just great in this. Um, I think you're right. Actually, thinking back to it now, it might be the demise of John Cleese's marriage. That's the story, and this yeah. all this happens in the background. Yeah. Because at the end of it, he does find some sort of redemption, um, and some sort of happiness. You know, um, he's a barrister that's got it all, but you know. There's, there's no sort of, I mean, there's zero intimacy or anything like that you can see, but except when she inadvertently gets to lock it. So yeah, that's probably the film. Because otherwise, if we talk about it a lot more, um, obviously we've got the I've left the best or last, which is the chip up the nose, which people Aww, you remember fish yes. called Wanda, you go, oh, it's the chip up the nose. Yeah, and eating the fish. And eating the fish. Oh God, that turned my stomach the first time I saw that. Yeah. What on earth was it that they were eating? Have you got that in the trivia? I have got oh, that in the trivia. Oh, good for that. Right, okay. Because that's always uh, it's always one of the things that I've been wondering. What actually is he eating? Because they do look like fish. Okay. Um, right, well, I think that's, a, that good, a, good that's a good time. There? It's a good setup to go right. into. Right, here we go for uh, trivia time. <laughs> trivia time. Okay, right. Um... There was quite a bit, but I've just pointed out the best bits. Go on then. Should we start with what the fish were made out of? Yes, please. Jelly. Jelly? Or jello, if you're a... It said jello. Basically, they were they were jellyfish. Oh. Not jellyfish. <laughs> jelly. F- jelly. Stingy. Comma. Fi- no, not comma. Jelly, space, fish. Jelly, space, fish. But j- does jellyfish have a space? Jellyfish. No, it's all one word, jellyfish. Right, okay. Well, this is jelly space fish, but not, but not space fish. <laughs> right, jelly, punctuation alert, space, new, new word, fish. I think we've got it. Right, okay. Did you know that his uh, real-life daughter <laughs> played, <laughs> no, played, I didn't uh, know played that. Porsche? Really? Oh, okay. oh, that's amazing. Oh, no, no, I scrubbed that out. Um, I've got to start with this, because I think this is great. In... in in all the trivia mm-hmm. that we may have, mm-hmm. this might just be the best. And it's got nothing to do with any of the characters in the film. Okay? <laughs> it's brilliant. Go Let on. me just read it as it is. Is it a scenario? No, 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 no. Is it happening? In 1989, oh. when this film was shown in the theatres of Denmark, a Danish man named Ole Benson, who is a Danish audiologist, literally laughed himself to death during the scene where Ken gets the chips up the nose. Benson's heart rate went between 250 to 500 beats per minute. Oh, no. And he eventually succumbed to cardiac arrest while watching the film. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I'm just not going to say that's the bit. The story behind this is he'd made a joke a few years earlier with his family during dinner, right? Where he put a piece of cauliflower... Up his and every family member's nose as a joke. What? Right, wait Why a minute. Why would you do that? This is great, though. Right? Was and he made cooked? a bet on who could eat up their carrots without the cauliflower falling out. Oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> when the scene with Ken and the chips came up, he was reminded about the dinner incident that he kept going and he laughed so hard that his heart stopped. <laughs> this story is well known in Scandinavia and spread around 
almost as an urban legend shortly after it happened. Goodness me. It was confirmed by his son, who also told the dinner story as an explanation to why his father laughed so hard during the chip scene. Did his dad die? Yes, he had a heart attack while watching the, the scene. So he did actually die? Yes, because he laughed so hard, oh. he died. Yeah, well, okay. That aside... Oh, that's a That's bit... the reason why... But, yeah, I just Well, thought... I suppose if you're going to go... Well, if you're going to go... Laughing it... yourself... Yeah. It's a heart attack. 250 to, 250 to 500 beats per minute. Jeez. That's, that's, that's bye-bye territory, yeah. But anyway, it was... Um, okay, so I just thought I thought that's a piece of trivia. That's just wow. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. Mm. Um, onto the stutter. Michael Palin's father stuttered, so he used a lot of his real life experience being around his dad mm. when playing Ken, including the fact that Ken's stutter is less pronounced around people he trusts. Yes. Tom and Wanda, and worse around people he's uncomfortable with. Otto. Yeah. And obviously the John Cleese bit with the. Cathcart Towers Hotel. (laughs) However, Michael Palin went on to found the London Centre for Stammering Children. Oh. Wait. Oh. After a group of stutterers confronted him regarding the sensitivity with which he dealt with Ken's handicapped uh, in uh, Ken's handicap in this film, Uh, I actually read that wrong. I read that that he was being confronted. And said, "How dare you play someone with the stamina?" And now I've just read it. Read it stamina. Back. Stammer. <laughs> Sorry. St- he kept going. St- stamina. St- 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 anyway. Um, no, I read that as they confronted him, but they, they. I don't know if it's confronted it. I, I don't know if that meant they went up to him and how dare you play someone with stutter and make fun of us? Mm. And he goes, "Oh right, okay, fine. I found the centre of stutter children." Or whether it was children. just raising the profile, or whether or not they went, "Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for raising the profile." Mm. And he went, "Do you know what? I'll go one better. I'll I'll fund the fund the centre." I don't know how to read that sentence. Do you know what? I'm going to read it in the positive. Uh, they use the word confronted, but confronted can mean anything. It could just mean that they... It's usually negative. It, it usually is. Let's someone. go for a positive. Michael Palin, it, if you copied into this, and obviously on Twitter, <laughs> and you really fancy listening we to... You. We do love you. We we so love you and, and all of the Pythons. Um, really, really sad. Uh, it's really sad. I think it really affects a lot of people when, when one of the Pythons dies. Mm. And obviously, you know, recently with Terry, Terry Jones. Uh, but John Keyes then usually tweets out something like three down, or two down, three to go. Or something. <laughs> you know, it's obviously, Wasn't as that you would one expect. Of tours? Four down, one down, four to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go with the positive that they confronted him. And I, I. Anyway, when the film was aired on TV in the US, many TV stations d- deleted the chips up the nostril scene. Why? Deeming it insensitive to individuals with mental impairments. It's not a mental impairment. Well, it's not a mental impairment, but at the time, they probably treated it like one. I know. I know. It's it's, it's ridiculous. While Ron Michael Palin, he thought the script was awful when he first read it. Didn't like it at all. Did he change it? No, did, no. He have, did he have a word? No, he, rec- he recorded his low opinion of it in his diary. Um, that obviously later came out as part of the book. Uh, it holds a world record, the film. What do you think it holds the record for? Uh. Okay, so to break the silence on that, I'll go. It holds the record from the longest time to reach number one in the movie charts. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. The movie was released on 15th of July 1988 in the US and eventually reached number one on the 16th of September 1988. It was out for that long and then suddenly it pushed up the... I can't find the reason why there was a sudden clamour for it. Um, but yeah, that it, it, it holds that from 1982, uh, the longest time to reach number number one to present day. It hasn't been beaten. Uh, the Fish That Kevin Klein yeah, told you that one um, and one of only two films released in 1988 in which the main villain is run over with a steamroller and survives 
So I'm going to shoot for the moon here. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> What's the other one, Amanda? Don't know. Oh, well, you can have a try and I think. A steamroller. If I give you a clue. Um, Bob Hoskins. Who framed Roger Rabbit? There you go. See? Oh. See, it didn't take long to... It's interesting that you say Bob Hoskins to you and it's not like Oscar winning Mona Lisa or you know everything else that he did. You know, the long Good Friday. No, 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 it's something like no, I loved him when he was opposite that Cartoon Rabbit. It was that's that's his Nadir. That's his that's his acting mountain that he's reached the pinnacle of. Um but anyway, so yes. That was a that's that's it. This fish oh, called Wonder. That's it. Nice. Anything else to add to it or um, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't know what we're doing next because we usually discussed it beforehand but I don't know I, just, I think we've got quite a few lined up Should we try and get one that's kind of like available to a lot of people if it's on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something Yeah it would be a good idea um, especially if we've got some new listeners because of this because we're going to try and market this episode or promote it a little bit better hmm. um, you know I mean what what more fun would you like when you're when you're in lockdown than listening to our dulcet tones enlightening you? If you go back and 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 say, do you know what? I've loved this that these two chat chat nonsense for the best part of an hour. Um, then go back and see if any of the films that are on there have been put on Netflix or have made Amazon Prime or uh, have gone back, and then watch them and then listen to us drone on about. Or them. don't. Or yeah, or do. Apart from, I know we keep saying this, but apart from Prancer, please don't watch that. Prancer, I don't Prancer, think that's on. I will never, Just, ever. Please don't bother with that. Yeah, don't watch it. I'm or, sad that we're. If you do, do think of it as a horror film. Yeah, in fact, yeah, you might get more out of it. Don't don't watch it at Christmas. I really don't watch and it. Don't watch it with your kids. No, unless you want them to be bored, a stroke, you know, very very worried um, about what's going on. Um, equally, Leviathan, you can bin that one. I wouldn't bother. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, apart from that, the rest of them we're not doing too badly because I listen to other podcasts. There's another one called Rom Bombs that I listen to, um, and that's quite a good podcast. I really like that. Is that the girls? Yeah, it's the two girls that that, that discuss, you know, discuss take a film, and it's usually a film I haven't seen, hmm. but they try and pick things that are on Netflix. But yeah. there's another one called Bottom of the Stream podcast that I listen to um, occasionally, and they are very unlucky because the film that they pick is on Netflix at the time that they do it and then by the time they release the podcast it's left. Oh no. Yeah, so they get they get quite unlucky on it and you really can't tell with Netflix or things like that because yeah. you look at the things that are going and you think why would you why would you have that go? So, yeah, beg, borrow, steal, do whatever you need to to watch the film. There are um I'm told um ways that you can get films and you can download them but Look, there's enough streaming services now that it's got to be on one of them. So, you know, films to, to look out for, I'll say Stripes and Iron Eagle, definitely. Oh, God. Yeah, well, come on, you liked Iron Eagle. Bits. A Iron Middle Eagle. Eastern state. A Middle Eastern state. Nondescript. The, the director of defence. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think uh, please contact us. We're on Facebook at Rusted J Pod. So just type in Rusted Junk, it comes up. Obviously, with a name like that, we're not going to—you're not going to get too many uh, too many hits to wade through. Um, we are rusted at rusted J Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, or just you know, we just get in contact. I mean, we just like to hear from you. You know, if you if you like these or any suggestions, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You know, we hope everyone isn't going stir crazy, and we hope everybody's safe. You know, we hope everyone's just you know following what the, what they need to and using good common sense and and just. Making making the best, you know, making the best of it. So, um. I think, I I what I would actually hope, as a result of um, this sort of isolation. We're not going to get too political, are we? Or? No, 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 okay. no, no. It's more about community spirit. I think. Absolutely. I think it's it by being isolated, we're actually realising the impact uh, of our fellow you know our, our fellow people and um people are the people are like agoraphobic or have you know mental health issues that, that they really can't leave the house because it's yeah. it's really yeah well not just that though i think just being isolated especially if you like live on your own and stuff hmm. being 
unable, not allowed to go out. Whereas you're probably out, you know, 50% of the time, either at work or going out and socialising with some friends or, you know, popping down the pub, popping down the shops, having a coffee, you know. And I think it it really is quite an impact to actually, Mm. and it's a big ask. It really is a big ask to, to say... You know, you can't go out unless it's for essential things. So people without gardens. I mean, people without gardens. I, I mean, we're lucky here. We've got a, we've got a nice a green out the, the front. The green, the countryside that fields, you can walk just through in the fields. Short stroll away. We've got a garden if I, that was, needs a lot of attention. If, if I was the fiftieth, fiftieth floor of a tower block with no balcony. Oh, that'd drive you mental, well, they, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. It really would. You'd, you'd feel like you're cooped up and just goes stir crazy I guess so you know big up to people who are thinking of others and absolutely you know talking to other people whether it's on you know digital communication methods video <laughs> chatting you know social media uh, actually picking up the phone for goodness sake yeah you know just appreciate what you've got around you because I, I have a fear that if we return back to our sort of normality of where we were before, that we'll just go back to what we were doing and then we won't basically bother about anyone again. Well, as And you... I hope that is not the case. I hope we're learning a valuable lesson now and we stick together. And, you know, those connections that you've made will last your lifetime because mm. it's important. It Absolutely. really is. Anyway, that's enough for me. <laughs> you know, I have an idea on that. Yes. Um, and I hope that when this this settles, that I hope that I get a bit of space and a bit of time yeah. to develop that community idea that I've got. But anyway. Well, um, just to put it in some kind of context, we were supposed to go away over Easter holiday. Hmm. And um, our holiday's been cancelled because the, the place that we were going isn't going to be open. We're not allowed to travel. It's not essential. We've been looking forward to this since last year when we rebooked. So it's it's a big thing for us going away. We go to uh, North Devon to the coast, um, but we're not going to be able to do that. So my employer has basically said, "I'm sorry, you can't give back your leave. You've got to take the leave." So in order to try and put it to some good use, I've volunteered for the NHS volunteers, which yeah, is run by too. the Royal Voluntary Service. It is, it is. So, valuable. you know, by, I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? They should have validated yeah, IDs. Yeah, they, they, they say it's going to start after the 31st. Yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to use the app and, and that week go out and get medical supplies, shopping, you know, for people that can't get out or those that are isolated, you know, the vulnerable, the, the people who are probably ill. Yeah. And so you... it's putting the time to good use. Obviously, we've got Amy, our daughter, so, you know, we're not both going to be out at the same time. We're sorted out. But, um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do something good um, as well as, you know, just the general kind of Can you help me start realising the idea that we talked oh, about? Yeah, we'll, we'll do and that. We'll do little things like that as we'll well. We'll do that. Um, and can we also paint the garage door? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it needs sanding first. It does need sanding. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, it is. That's I, was tr- I, was cle- door. I was trying to clean the window. Oh, I tell you and, what. And, and the flakes of paint were coming off of my hand. Yeah, but the the best thing ever. Oh my god, I've I've got a jet washer. Right, a pressure washer. Oh, don't bore people. Oh with no, this. no, no, no! A clean Please back patio. It's oh not my the place god, for it's it. amazing. Right. It's so therapeutic. Sorry if your ears have just oh been blown away by it's that. Absolutely okay. wonderful. So I'm going to be getting out the front when I've got a bit of spare time and doing the front. Uh, Can you not do it tomorrow? Patio slabs. No, I'm auditing all day tomorrow. Well, when you finished? And all week. No, because I've got to cut your hair tomorrow. <laughs> and this we'll is tell literally you all about that. Next this is podcast. literally the winter nights flying by. <laughs> this is this is where we are. Anyway. Um, on that note, we're going to say, if you do want to contact us, uh, in, in man's words, <laughs> using a digi- digital communication method, then, then please, feel please feel it's free. Please feel free to. It's not analogue. It's not analogue, but I don't, th- I don't think the kids call it. Yeah, we use, uh, what digital communication do you use, Martha? <laughs> I, I use this chat, snap, snap, chat, chat, snap. Chat I don't snap. know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. I use, I use this. Is that what, what the kids use? I use it? what's if. Oh, uh, WhatsApp. So yes, anyway, digital communication methods, please get in touch. 
um, and we'll see you for the next podcast. So, yeah, and he might have a, a number one all over because it might have gone horribly wrong. What? Because you're going to sh- you're going to shave my head. Well, if it goes horribly wrong, you might end up with a number one all over. Number, I can't have a wow. number one. Let's let's wait and see. Eh? I'd like a number one record. That's about it. But anyway, right to be continued. We will see you later. So thanks thanks very much for listening. Cheers, Toodle Pip. Rusted junk. Rusted junk. Rusted junk. The forgotten eighties movies. The forgotten eighties movies. <laughs>